This podcast contains adult content suitable for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. I ain't like that anymore. I don't kick off like before. I'm more relaxed. I'm all formed. I ain't Welcome, traveler, to the morbid forest. Hello. Hello there, traveler. <laughs> Took me some time, but I finally tracked you down. We have a bit to go, but what was that? What's in the pack? Oh, uh, a few things. I'll tell you more as we make our way. I'll tell you all about my odds and ends. The elevator door dinged and I stepped forward. Thumbs still scrolling through my messages. Fucking lying sack of shit. My foot connected with a semi-solid surface as my body projected forward over the elevator threshold. My phone flung from my hand, smacking into the wall of the carriage before hitting the floor and spinning like a top. Whoa, whoa there. A large hand reached out, halting my fall to the dirty floor. You alright? I scrambled awkwardly from the man's hold, pushing my hair from my face. What the hell was that? Sorry about that. Totally my fault for having my stuff in the way. I peered down at a substantially long black duffel bag, lounging languidly across the mouth of the elevator. Unfair rage bubbled from my lips. Yeah, it is your fault. Why the fuck would you leave your shit in front of the door? The door whispered shut behind me, and I directed my angry gaze at the other occupant. A sheepish, megawatt smile nearly had me falling over my feet again. The guy was drop-dead gorgeous in that California surfer way. His brown, shaggy hair begged for fingers to graze through it. It's fine. Just next time, try to catch my phone, too. My snark was back, helping me to recover from my initial intake of my elevator mate as I snatched my phone from the floor. He chuckled. <laughs> Noted. Headed to the lobby? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Silence descended with us as we moved through the floors. Settling against the handrail, I unlocked my phone to read through the messages again. My heart squeezed, my lungs filling with hot, gaseous rage. The words fluttered in front of my eyes. My brain was not ready to take in the photos attached. I was going to kill him. With any luck, I'll catch them still in the act. I checked the time. 11.45. He won't even see me coming. The elevator stuttered suddenly, the lights above flickering on and off. I screamed as I prayed we wouldn't plummet to the floors below. Pull onto the rail! My companion yelled, his arm already looped through his railing and crouching low. Get down! I did as he asked, and strong-armed the railing while taking cover in the corner of the tin box. The elevator jerked up once more before grinding to a chilling halt. The carriage plunging into darkness. My breath wheezed from my chest in skittering pants. Too nervous to move in fear of the carriage's grip on its track, was still volatile. A beat passed, and we didn't move. Another beat passed. Then dingy light from the ceiling flickered on above, 
casting us in a hazy glow. Well, this is unfortunate, the man said. <laughs> I laughed, but the sound scraped against my throat. That's putting it mildly. He stood, smiling at my returned humor before turning to examine the button panel. What are you doing? Shouldn't we hold still for a bit longer? The emergency clamp will be locked in place. We should be fine. I'm looking for the emergency panel. A phone or call button to the lobby will be in it. Oh, right. Good thinking. I rose from the corner, still too afraid to jiggle the car much and risk tumbling us to our death. The man made a noise of triumph. A silver panel containing a red phone popped open. He pulled it to his ear, and I held my breath. Hello? Hi. Yes, we're trapped in the building elevator between... He paused to glance up at the floor markers above the door. The fifth and sixth floor. Can you send emergency services to get us out? He turned to look at me, his gorgeous California smile settling my stomach. No, no injuries, just a bit shaken up. Great. Thank you so much. He hung up the phone and turned back to me. So we have good news and we have bad news. I frowned, not liking where this was headed. Bad news first. The lobby attendant doesn't know how long it will be until they can get us out safely. Shit. Agreed. But good news is he already got the warning signal before I called. These must be newer elevators and have some sort of safety feature that alerts the desk and the fire station. So he said to hang tight because they already know to come for us. I think that is just bad news with a caveat. Not good and bad news, I said as I slumped like a sack to the floor. The man laughed and slid down to the opposite wall, one hand coming to rest lightly on the black bag. Well, since we'll be here a while, might as well become friendly. My name is Killian. I snorted at his obvious, flirtatious opening. This isn't some sort of cheesy rom-com meet-cute. This elevator could decide we aren't worth shit and let us drop to our deaths. <laughs> All the more reason to get to know each other. If these are our final moments. I huffed and looked at my phone and then grumbled. Elizabeth. Lived in this building long, Lizzie? I raised my eyes to glare at his shit-eating grin. It's just Elizabeth, and just over two years, but you are definitely new. When did you move in? I sounded accusatory of something, but didn't care. His megawatt charm was thickening the already stale air. If I didn't have a lying, cheating bastard of a soon-to-be ex-boyfriend to contend with, I'd have swooned as he intended. A perfect eyebrow raised, pulling the corners of his mouth wider. Noticed me, huh? Are you always this full of yourself, or is it the looming death making you... I gestured at him with a wave. Charming. Obnoxious. <laughs> he chuckled, and I rolled my eyes. Must be why you were named Killian. Killing all the ladies with your over-the-top charm. He laughed again, <laughs> his voice dropping an octave. Something like that. I know it was meant as a joke, but the words made me squirm with discontent. With nowhere else to look, my eyes drifted to the black duffel. What's in the bag? Killian glanced at the bag, then shrugged flippantly. I plan on taking a trip up north for a few weeks. Kind of late to leave, isn't it? I prefer to start the drive at night, beat all the morning commuters out of the city. The response made sense, but something still didn't feel right. The silence pressed down on my chest as we stared at each other. 
I felt like a mouse caught in a cat's stare, my heart thumping, waiting for it to strike out a claw. But it wasn't the cat that struck first. The elevator groaned, a wheel straining against the rail, and I shrieked. I gripped the handrail in a vice, squeezing my eyes shut as the car rocked up and down before relaxing on the track once more. Quiet aftershocks came from the rail, and my eyes opened. Words formed at the tip of my lips to tell Killian that we were in deep shit when a muffled moan came from inside the carriage. My eyes flew open. What the fuck was that? What was what? Killian's brow creased in confusion. That noise! It sounded like someone groaning. Killian smiled. Just stretching my hand and shoulder after that last shift of the rails. Hopefully, it's the last of them. My eyes narrowed, but I didn't push. I didn't know why I was so suspicious of Killian. Perhaps it was his California vibes, which were very out of place in New York City. New Yorkers just didn't do nice and chatty. Or maybe my relationship issues had me on edge. Either way, I needed out of this elevator. What apartment did you say you lived in again? Killian's question cut through my spiraling haze, and I glanced in his direction. 9B, I answered automatically. You? 7E, but I tend to only be in the city on weekends. Spend most of your time upstate? I asked, the easy conversation reducing my nervous energy. Killian smiled fondly, his eyes going distant for a moment. Yes, I have a nice little place near a small lake. It's really a great think tank for my work. And what type of work is that? Killian's electric smile jumped in wattage, his white teeth calling for me to lean in and flinch away simultaneously. I like to think I'm quite the artist. Mostly, I like to work with my hands, really get my fingers into the material I'm sculpting with. So you're a sculptor? Killian's smile didn't waver. I've been known to create a few pieces, but my work is not yet mainstream. Maybe you can come over for a drink sometime and I can show you. That is, if we ever get out of here. As if on cue, the emergency lights flickered off and were replaced with the blinding glow of the standard lighting. Power surged through the metal box and we thankfully began to descend at a normal pace. I stood in time to see Killian hoist the massive black duffel onto his shoulders. Well, I guess I said the magic words. Killian laughed softly, his killer California smile firmly in place as I replied, Looks like you did. The elevator dinged and the door slid open to a panicked door attendant and maintenance man. They surged forward, seeing to me first, allowing Killian to slip past unnoticed. His dazzling smile was on full display as he nodded and moved to exit the building. I fanned my would-be rescuers away, stepping to follow Killian to the lobby front door. Something on his duffel bag caught my eye. The zipper on the duffel parted just a fracture, revealing something white and round with a blue jeweled center. Like, like a doll's eye. Miss, miss, are you, are you sure you're all right? What? No, why? Because there's blood on the elevator floor. This has been a Morbid Forest production. On this week's episode, you've heard Odds and Ends, written by Naomi Richards, 
with narration by Jennifer Oven, Sean Conkling Mathot, and Naomi Richards. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter to stay up to date on all of your latest and greatest Morbid Forest news. That's Morbid Forest at Instagram and on Twitter. Want to find out more about the show or need a way to listen? Then head to our website, themorbidforest.wixsite.com slash mf21 to find out more about the show, the narrators and writers, and where to listen. Thank you so much for listening this week, travelers, and we'll see you next time on The Morbid Forest.